If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, what's up? This is Steve Cardenas, a.k.a. Rocky the Red Power Ranger, and Jeff Brazo, Trent Fernandez-Mercer from Battle Thunder. Are watching Team Venom Media. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a very special episode of Team Venom's Power Ranger podcast. I'm your host, Rory Bailey, joined by my co host, Paul Baker. How's it going, Paul? Paul? <laughs> uh, it's going pretty good. I'm sitting in a bathroom that's kind of messed up. But yeah, hi. Ah, very good. Thank you. Um, and then we, we've got a very special guest in the prop master from Mighty Morphin Power Rangers and beyond, uh, Mark Richardson. Mark, how's it going? Good. Just uh, enjoying the writer's acting strike and doing everything I can to <laughs> sell old props and everything else to make a buck. <laughs> but, but, you know, it's, it's summertime. So, you know, that's just, Hey, I, I tried to tag you in post to help you out, man. I don't know if anybody <laughs> bought you know, or not. You know, I don't know. <laughs> Every, everybody wants, uh, you know, like the red Rangers uh, sword or whatever, thinking I'm tripping over it. Oh, what do you got screen news? You know, I'm trying to explain to him that that was like, you know, 35 years ago. And every day somebody calls me up going, Hey, do you have any screen news props? You know, <laughs> I just on the barrel stuff, but I still got some stuff. Um, one of the, there, man. Well, one of the things that I keep that I've seen on, on there that you've done that a lot of people have been posting on Facebook and, um, I've been showing photos of is the power coins that you've made from the original molds right that's and I've, I've seen you've done like the ninjetti sets and the original sets um but they've come from the original molds that you used for the for the show is that right yeah it's, everything's from back in the day so the coin molds are getting a little snidely but uh you know they come with a little coa and uh you can buy them off me on horror icona i should add a little card for it but it's just horror, <laughs> I-C-A-N-A, horror icona, if you want to get a hold of me. Um, I also have, you know, which for some reason, I guess some some people are pissed off at me. I, you know, I have the original mold for the Dragon Dagger, and I've been recreating that. It's kind of pricey. It's $650. But it's the same exact one I was making for JDF um, before he, his demise, unfortunate demise. But uh, I have that, you know, I could do, I do, a, I, I chrome 
made a coin. Everybody thinks I copied. There's bootleggers bootlegging my coins, and they're saying I bootlegged the bootleggers. But I, you know, not that I ever had gold-plated coins, but I made a gold-plated dragon coin that fits in the morphers, the '93 morphers, and you get that with the. I may you get two of um, uh, the uh, decals for the morphers that are from the exact same company that printed them back in 93. So it's kind of a fun deal if you, if you want stuff like that. And I just made it available because everybody hounds me for it. You know, it's funny because I think Starlight uh, people are like, going, oh, they're bootlegging Starlight. Yet they're, they came out with my communicators recently. It's like, what are you guys talking about? Who do you think made this stuff? It's almost <laughs> like, uh, it's like they forget that I'm the one that did this stuff back in 92, you know, it was a while ago. And, and, you know, I'm a working prop guy. I was on the old man, Jeff Bridges and uh, John Lithgow show right before the writer's strike. So, you know, when I sell stuff, it's not like I make a living off that stuff. It's just that there's such a demand for Power Rangers stuff uh, that I, you know, I, I make it and I sell it. You know? I'm not trying to stop all these bootleg companies that are selling this stuff, but they're like threatened by me for some reason, which is kind of comical. I mean, you just brought it up. So, how is this bullshit strike affecting you? Like, um, a lot, a little bit. Uh, you know, I'm yeah, I'm unemployed. There's no work for me. You know, I'm a weapons expert. You know, I stand on the side of the freeway, going, you know, I, you know, I teach you how to fire an M16 for for food. You know, it, <laughs> it's you know, it, it it has to be done. We have to have our strikes to you know. They want to upgrade. They want. I, but the problem with the writer's strike is I don't know how they can get around um, AI writing computers, you know, because the biggest problem in Hollywood, and I can get shit for this, but, um, uh, you know, these scripts are cookie cutter scripts. So an AI, of course, can pop it out, you know, it, <laughs> you know, make these writers make more creative choices. So we don't have these PG-13 horror films like Annabelle and stuff like that. Just crappy shows. Let's make the writers work for it. But they should get paid for it. And I'm all for it. I'm a union guy. So I'm, I turned Power Rangers union back in the day. Of course, Disney bought it 10 years later, made it non-union and took it away. But, and now it's Hasbro has it. But I think Hasbro is bringing it back to America. I'm hoping making it union again. I'm hoping that's what happens. Yeah, but, I, I saw a thing saying that they've they've stopped. Um, that Hasbro have now said that they're no longer going to be filming in New Zealand. I saw saw that was a random news piece over the last week. So yeah, so yeah, that probably that's that sounds very you know, much like what I'm saying. You know, I want I want everything you know to be filmed right here in California. I want it back everything back here. We just got the incentive during the strike uh, to get tax cuts in California because uh, I've been. Like I was on Queen of the South, where I was in New Orleans and 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 uh, in Texas, I was going leaving for you know months at a time because of that's where the work was. And California is pretty much dried up, but with the incentive, hopefully, we'll, and when the strike's over, um, I'll get back to work. I was at Comic Con. I, I agree with you. I hope they, uh, you know, when the writers do come back, that everybody can agree. That the last 10, 15 years, everything's just, you're right. It is kind of cookie cutter-ish per se. Even like 
going genre to genre, it's all the same thing. There's hardly any, any like real unique ideas coming out there. Yeah. Hell, why don't you throw some out, man? Joseph Scripps. <laughs> You're a creative guy. I'd love to. I, I got I got some up my sleeve. I'd love to get something going. I'm always trying to weasel somebody, you know. I, you know <laughs> On Power Rangers, I was always, you know, trying to change things. The only thing they ever really worked with me on was it came from Angel Grove. When it was horror, they would, because I'm a big horror guy, uh, they would work with me. With You know, when it came came to that one, like, I talked them into doing it at nighttime. It was supposed to be Adam falling asleep at the library and having this horror, you know, it was our Halloween special. But I talked them into doing it at nighttime. You know, I, I, I made it, I, I talked them into doing it in black and white. At the very beginning, I get to be a, a werewolf at the very beginning of it. Uh, you know, I, whenever we got really creepy, I was all excited. Uh, I, I made a, um, and, and not that I made him, he was always great about this, but JDF during that episode wears um, Dracula's ring that the Bella Lugosi was buried in, and he, he plays a vampire. So I, I, I got, to, got him to wear that the whole time. That was pretty fun. Nice. Power Ranger Zio, right? Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. Um, and I, I, love episode. That. I like that one. Yeah. But I started off how I started off. People always go, you know, I started off writing, directing and doing. So I, I started up doing really low budget stuff um, I, for trauma. Uh, I did Newcomb High two and three. And, uh, you know, I thought this is going to be great. It's all going to if I would if there was money in low budget, I would just stayed there. I would have stayed with trauma and Power Rangers was, you know, extremely low budget when it, that's how they got me they got they wanted somebody that works low budget brought me over and just you know because you know the reason why i made a lot of this stuff is because i didn't have the funding the, you know the budget to shop it out and so i was just throwing stuff together like i did on all the other films that i did you know they were constantly you know wanting hey make a device that's going to save the world we need it you know tomorrow and so I was just throwing stuff together and, and it was fun. It was exciting. You know, now, you know, like I said, I work on the old band. I basically do weapons. That's the only thing that's the only thing that's exciting anymore because everything is, you know, we have to show it to the line producer, the producers, the director, you know, it, it goes through a whole gamut of people that, you know, have, and then we send it off and somebody else makes it, shows them, you know, it's a different world, but doing Power Rangers was a blast because they didn't question my stuff, you know, and they just said we needed it. So I had to have it. And that that was fun. I, I enjoyed the hell out of Power Rangers in the early, you know, when I was working on it. It was a great show. The um, what you're saying about the horror stuff, I know, obviously, like you, you mentioned earlier, you've got your horror iconic group for, for selling the uh, bits and pieces on there. I've seen a few posts over the, the last few years of, of bits and pieces that you've worked on. And one of the things that, that I, I noticed was um, there was a photo where you're on the set of mine and, one of mine and Paul's favourite shows, which was uh, Lucifer. There's a photo of ah. you with, uh, with with Lucifer himself on the set of Look. So how long did you work yeah, on that for? Um, they, uh, the prop team quit uh, during COVID. They just, it was just too much pressure for me. And we came on. And so the last se- I did the last season. And, oh, wow. Uh, yeah, so uh, you know, I gotta tell you, you know, I'm, I'm as straight as they come, but I have a man crush on that Lucifer guy. He was the greatest <laughs> guy I really, really is. Don't get me going. Don't get me started. Come on. <laughs> he, he is such a great guy. I love him. I, I, you know, he was, you know, and 
he would go out of his way, like, you know, to talk to crew members and just see how they were doing. It's just such a great guy. It was a f- really fun set to work on. I really enjoyed uh, working with that guy. Yeah, and we really enjoyed the freaking show too. Damn it. He he's the one I literally on the back of the truck and I, you know, I said, you know, they the fans brought you back. You know, I can't believe they're canceling the show. And he said, I'm canceling the show. He goes, I'm just done. I want to go on. I want to do other things. I'm done with this show. So it was him. He's the one that the reason, you know. And I understand uh-huh. that, you know, he's you know, you don't want to but you know, it was such a he was so good in that. It was a great show. Yeah. He's um I know there's a bit, there's been a few few things where the people have been fan casting him as the next Batman and things like that, which to be fair, I, I could see it. <laughs> um yeah, yeah. yeah, I could see Bond. I could see him as James Bond. He's you know, he's yeah. you know, he's Bob, you know. You know I yeah. can picture that. Now, were you part of the uh, Once and Always? Nope. I had nothing to do with that. That was, once again, non-union in New Zealand. Hasbro hadn't moved over and stuff. Some some folks told me, yeah, they, they're not going to get a hold of me anymore. Um, but uh, uh, some folks said they screwed up things. Like, uh, you know, like they were sending me photos of the belt. Like, Billy had, like, uh, was wearing, uh, you know, uh, the Mastodon belt. And and I and the people are saying that they kind of screwed things up in the vein and the homage of how we screwed up everything at the first couple <laughs> of seasons. So I thought that was funny. I, I didn't watch it. I, I was glad to see David Yost out there. You know, I just did a little horror film with uh, Walter, uh, probably a month before he was going over there and doing it. Uh, you know, those guys were wonderful. They're wonderful actors. Wonderful people. I want nothing but the best for them. You know, I just saw Walter and Karen at a Comic Con uh, this week. It's great seeing them. Well, nice. Um, so, obviously, we've touched upon your your stuff with with Power Rangers, and we've mentioned about your props and such. But um, something that you that you let us know on the last time that we had you on the podcast was that you were the that, that you. Well, the one-time Lord Zed for, for the Turbo movie and such. Yeah, uh, yeah. I brag about that. I'm not credited, uh, though. Um, <laughs> they, they literally said, hey, Mark, because uh, uh, Ed Neal is the stunt guy that was Lord Zed, and he was fantastic. And he's a great guy. Fantastic. Our stunt team was unbelievable. But um, uh, he wasn't there. And I don't know how I got invited to be in the suit. And I was like, yeah, I want to be in the suit. And so I got in the suit. And all I had to do was snore and rock back and forth next to Rita. And she's talking to Diva Talk saying, I have to put up with this. And he's snoring. But once I got into that suit, I realized I was kind of claustrophobic. You know, it's like being wrapped <laughs> in a Ed Nail burrito. It was just really frightening. And all I had to do was rock back and forth. And Ed jumps through hoops, explosions, fights. You know, and I, I so I couldn't, pan, you know, I couldn't say, I can't do this. I can't do this. So I, I just dealt with it, but uh, it was very creepy in that suit. But I get to say I'm Lord Zed, you know. That helmet is claustrophobic. I have the uh, Lightning Collection one, and it's like, holy shit, man. Like, you can't move. You can't, like, there's no headroom at all. Yeah. You just but, and you're all the way up. You know, your face is open, but the whole thing zips up to that, and then the helmet goes over it, you know. But And, and I had a, a sleeping mask on, on top of that, so I was <laughs> But, you know, like I say, you know, that usually gets me in trouble because, you know, I'm such a fanboy. I was doing a Rob Zombie's Halloween and uh, 
Rob goes, hey, Mark, the uh, uh, scout who's playing Lori is going up to the door and she's putting the mail in the Halloween house. And, you know, you, Michael Myers is supposed to be on the other side and pulls the mail through it. And uh, Rob goes, uh, hey, Mark, pull the mail out through, you know, when she grabs it. And I go, wait, you want me to be Michael Myers? He goes, no, I, I no, just pull the mail out. Wait, but that's Michael Myers. I'm Michael Myers. You want me to be <laughs> Damn it. All right, Mark, you're Michael Myers. Pull the mail out. So I'm giggling like a schoolgirl on the other side of it. You know, I'm Michael Myers. And, you know, she comes and I pull the mail out. We do the scene a couple of times. And I was all excited because, you know, I got to be, you know, that, do that for it. But um, we're shooting the next scene. And Scout Taylor goes to Rob while I'm standing there going, oh, my God, I accidentally took my backpack off right before I did that scene. So when you watch Halloween, and Rob gives me a dirty look. I was like, I was Michael Myers. I was behind the door. I didn't see it. So when you're watching Halloween, she's walking down the street with a backpack. The backpack magically disappears when she walks up to the door to get the mail. And then when she walks away, she has her backpack on again. <laughs> so I was all excited. And then, you know, at the same time, I made you screw up for uh, Halloween. I actually got to meet Rob Zombie. Oh, man. At least 10 years ago, he was a special guest on uh, Monday Night Raw. I got to say, out of all the rockers that I've met, probably one of the nicest dudes I've ever met. Yeah, I really liked him. I liked his wife. Um, I did. A, I met him originally at the uh, on Devil's Rejects. Um, I did the Firefly shootout. They brought up me with weapons. And then the prop master, we talked, left, had to leave. And they had me be the prop master on the very last day of Devil's Rejects. And so uh, I got to go to the rap party and I got to talk to them. Great movie. Uh, one of the things that uh, I, uh, I came back with, you know, I wanted to know what Rob Zombie's favorite horror film is. And he said Frankenstein. I thought for sure he was going to say Creature of the Black Lagoon because he had a creature tattoo on him. And, um, and and Frankenstein appears in my life a lot, like the concept of Frankenstein. And I'm a, I'm a huge Universal Monster fan. Do you guys know about this? Universal Studios is going to dedicate an entire theme park to the classic monsters. Have you heard this? Yet? No, I know. I haven't heard about that. No. Oh, oh my God. It's, it, yeah. It's going to be just Universal Monster Land. And it's not going to be part of their theme park. It's a whole new theme park that's dedicated just to Universal Monsters. I'm so excited about this. This is going to be so good. Uh, you know, I'm the only thing, because I work with uh, Famous Monsters of Filmland, and they go out of their way to pay the rights to the, like, Lugosi family and, and the Karloff family for the likeness of, uh, you know, like if they're going to do a T-shirt, it's going to be Bella Lugosi, you know. Uh, Universal won't do it anymore. And so all their Universal Monsters kind of look like the actors that we know and I, I i don't like that but i am excited about the uh, the theme park and stuff but that all being said uh i was working on uh bad santa 2 with uh, billy bob thornton once again man crush you guys like i mean just <laughs> the greatest guy in the world i mean it's the reason why you know i love working on films you get to work with these these over like the top creative people and, and you get to meet him and stuff. And he was telling me that his whole character, that Forrest Ackerman was the uh, the producer of uh, Famous Monsters of Filmland, and he always wanted to talk to him 
but he unfortunately passed away. But he always wanted to tell Forrest that his character in Sling Blade was how he played it was as if he was Frankenstein. And I thought that was, it gives a whole new look to Sling Blade. But it makes sense, you know. It it, it it was a creative choice. But I love the fact that he used Frankenstein for his character in that. And I wanted to share that with you guys. How's that? <laughs> That's awesome. I'm gonna have to watch that tonight. Damn it. Yeah. Man. <laughs> <laughs> whole new perspective. I like that. Yeah. Um. I want. Uh, I know you. You said that you currently. Um, unfortunately out of work because of the, the strikes and whatnot over there um what recent projects have you worked on well the old man was the the last uh we, the old man before that and i've been doing a lot of uh, low budget stuff with my friends and stuff just showing up and you know doing wacky things um, um but with walter i did a, a low budget horror film called dead mill and i was i've been acting in those just being crazy but before the old man, which is a phenomenal show, if you guys haven't watched it yet, um, it's on Netflix. Um, I was working on Dead to Me, uh, and before Dead to Me, I did this weird uh, show about uh, these Mormons who this one Mormon abducts their daughter, he seduces the entire family. I can't remember the show, but it was like I, when I read the script, I go, "This is ridiculous." Then I found out it was all factual; that actually happened. This, this wow. guy seduces the the mother, seduces the father, and the, then the, the like twelve year old daughter. The guy was, was just a bizarre thing, and, and the, the way he went about doing it was really crazy. But I, you know, I did that, and then before that, I think uh, I think it was the old man again. But Jeff Bridges had gotten cancer, so we'd gotten shut down. And before that, Queen of the South. Queen of the South was another show that I really loved doing. If you guys ever get you. I mean, it's over with now, but it was a great show. I really enjoyed working on that. That was on USA, correct? Yeah, it was a really good show. Really, I mean, it's all, you know, Mexican drug cartels and stuff, which is really good. And the actors were such great people. You know, it, it, it's it's weird because you really do develop. I mean, you, you, you think it's just people talking, but you do develop a family after a while. You know, you work with them so much, you get to know them and so well. That you know, and and then, and then it's over, and then y'all everybody goes their own separate ways. But you know, and it's cool, you know, it's cool to be working, and you know, one of the actors that you know, or one of the crew members, you know, get you get back with them and stuff. But you know, it's 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 sad because you know, once you once the show's over, you're done, you know, and 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 I don't know, there's something about certain shows that there's such a sensitivity that you know, that they give out and, you know, you just fall in love with everybody and, and you miss them. I, I miss Queen of the South. You know, I miss working on that show. I miss Power Rangers. You know, I was talking with Jeff. I was doing all that stuff for JDF. I was making his morphers and his dragon daggers and sending them to him. And we we're talking. He, he called me three weeks before, um, you know, uh, the, the disaster. And we were just talking and uh, I would have never... You know, in hindsight, you know, his brother had killed himself while we were filming back in the day. He'd hung himself in the dojo. You know, his whole family suffers from depression. And I, I you know, I might have thought about it, but the guy was always on. He was always so happy. But, you know, when Kurt Cobain died of depression, um, I was like, well, you know, why would you do that? Everybody loves your music, blah, blah, blah. And then, when, but when Robin Williams did it, I was like, 
but there's some there's something I don't understand about depression. Obviously, it must be something horrible for somebody of such stature to do that. That is loved by so many people, and then you know, for JDF to do it, I was just blown away. I mean, it, it I mean, at Comic Con there was a huge memorial, and it didn't, it wasn't planned. It's just they had some kind of panel, and all of a sudden they did a huge memorial for for JDF, which. You know, these kids are always going to love them. They're always, they, I mean, it's going to indent in their heart the rest of their life. I don't think he really fully understood, maybe he did, but just how many people just adored him and what, how he, so many people I talked to, you know, I was latchkey kid, you know, or I didn't fit in at school, but I had Power Rangers, you know. And I, it's just so weird that it had such an impact on the, on the world. Uh, I love that. It's just fantastic. It's strange. The night it happened, I was, you know, I'm always in Facebook and the groups and whatnot. And somebody put on their RIP JDF. I'm like, get the fuck out of here, man. No, no way. And like, I stayed up until four or five o'clock in the morning that night. And then finally it hit. Like, it became official. Like, God, be kidding me. Like, you know, you grew up watching this guy. It was like a hero. Like, Hell, I'm 41 years old, and he's still a hero to me. Yeah, he he was wonderful. He was a wonderful guy. Um, I uh, Steve Cardenas, I think, or a friend of Steve's called me and said, "You're going to hear that JDF killed himself tomorrow." It's true. And and the person that called me, I would not BS. You don't BS that way. I was just blown away. I it, it's weird. The last, you know. Last two years has been a lot of that. Just random phone calls of people that you would never expected. Suicide's another thing, though. But I'm just because of COVID. People, certain people just died. You know, I'm in a punk. I've been in the punk scene forever, and a lot of my friends, the lead singers and bands, and or you know, and punk bands, they a lot of those guys died during COVID. It's just, just been a hard time. It's really bizarre. It's been very negative. Just bad. Just weird. I don't know. But you know, here we are, the survivors. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> you know, I, I can remember when it first came out. The, the first websites that were announcing the news were all ones that weren't major websites. So I, like, I know I, I myself was just in a like a state of denial by default because it was like, well, it's only being announced on these sites that I haven't got any real reputations and such. Um, why isn't it being reported on mainstream news and such? And then six hours later, it was everywhere. And yeah, it was, it was awful. Um, I, mean, I had the good fortune to meet him once, and that was a fair few years ago. I uh, I had a night out in, in Birmingham in the UK where I had a night out with former WWF Tag Team Champions Too Cool. And we were in Birmingham's walkabout and they were they got like a photo booth thing and Steve Cardenas walked in and he walked in because he wanted to have a picture with Too Cool so me and my friend like geeked out because we just saw Rocky walk in we went went and grabbed him got him to come and have a few drinks with us he um rang his friends to come and join us as well and that was uh, Johnny Young Bosch uh, Paul Scryer and uh, Jason Narvey. So I, I had like an ac- unplanned accidental night out with them, which was amazing. Um, but Steve got me press access for Comic Con a few months later because we were talking about um, 
how JDF had been feuding with CM Punk, the wrestler on, on Twitter and stuff. And he basically said, he, I said, oh, do you think they'll ever fight each other? And he says, oh, you can ask him yourself. And next thing, two months later, I'm sat in London with the pair of them and it, it was awesome. And um, yeah, so my whole interaction with JDF as a result of, of Steve doing that was fantastic. He, he was just a genuinely nice guy who was going out of his way to make sure that every fan that queued up for him got a decent picture with him and he, he spoke to all of them. It, it was awesome. I, I can't say enough nice things about him. So, but, yeah, yeah. They're all, I, you know, I really dig all of them. It's funny. I just, uh, I don't know what they did, but uh, I was working on my show before we shut down and uh, Johnny Bosch and Narvi called me up and said they were doing some kind of action film and I just propped them out with a bunch of airsoft weapons and stuff. Uh, I don't know. So I guess they got a movie coming out pretty soon. I'm curious to see how that worked out. Uh, you know, I, I love to see, I, I love watching Narvi. I, I think Paul Schreier and Narvi, we tried, Saban tried to do a, a spinoff called Men in White, and it was a, obviously a parody of Men on Black, but it was Paul Schreier and uh, Narvi um, uh, basically fighting aliens and stuff. And they, they were using a bunch of the, the monsters we had from from Japan and stuff. And uh, it, it, we did the pilot, but it never took off. And I just, because they were so good together. I, I just loved watching those guys. They were they were monsters. They, they they were great. Um, oh, if only we could find that pilot. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know every once in a while I stumble across uh, in storage, like, you know, s super soakers, spray painted silver. Oh, that was from that pilot. Yeah. But yeah, it'd be great to. I never saw the pilot. I just saw, you know, I just worked on building the stuff for it. But I, I, I wish that would have took off. I think it would have been fun. Well, um, I'll, I'll wrap this up. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on here, Mark, again. It's uh, been great chatting to you. Thank you very much for joining us. Yeah, um, and I'm sure I speak for Paul as well when we say you're more than welcome at any time you want to, to join us. You're more than welcome to jump on. Yeah. Uh, anytime, you know, if I can do it, I'll do it. You know, uh, I enjoy I enjoy talking, you know. Um, I'll <laughs> be at a um, Mad Monster Party uh, end of the month next month uh in north carolina i got a uh, heroes like japanese heroes in simi valley with scott zillner that does uh morphicons doing that i think the 18th of next month if anyone's in the area wants to come by and say hi i'll have you know my power ranger wares that i <laughs> I, I try to sell um uh i, I got a yeah and if anyone wants to get a hold of me or Icona, just or I C A N A. If you want to buy anything, just call me or see what I have. You know, right now uh, <laughs> I'm a selling my stuff. You know, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm not working. I uh, I just uh, you you ever see that movie, The Warriors? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, the one of my favorite actors is a guy named David Patrick Kelly. I'll try to wrap this up real quick. But um, he's the guy, you know, the Warriors come out and play. Yay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's he's going to be in North Carolina. So I'm making, I got these, I bought a bunch of plastic beer bottles and I'm making Warrior beer bottles so you could take pictures with them with his bottles to click together and stuff. But, you know, it's funny because 
you know, I'm sitting there going, well, how can I make a buck? What can I do? You know, I'm a prop guy. I can make whatever, you know, <laughs> but, uh, it's always a pleasure talking to you guys. And, you know, if you, anytime you want to get a hold of me, I'll, I'm here for you. No, Thank we'll you. Definitely plug your stuff on the group, man. All right. Thanks, man. Lucky land casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha. In my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.